Welcome. This podcast is for women who believe that laughter is the best medicine and honesty is the best policy. This is the Mel and Kel Show. Join us each week as we share real conversations in real life, as only girlfriends can do. Hi, I'm Melissa Webb. And I'm Kelly Hatcher, and together we are the Mel and Kel Show. We've been friends for a very long time, and I mean very long time. Long enough to know that life's ups and downs, well, they are best when shared with others. So join us each week as we talk about all things good and bad, related to friendship, family, and everything in between. We are so excited to spend time with you. Hello, beautifuls, and welcome to the Mel and Kel Show. You are joining us this week on episode 194. Oh, Kelly. I did the math. I did the math. I was like, I want to know, maybe you already did it too. Cause you're such a planner. Like I am. <laughs> That's funny in itself. <laughs> I was like, Oh, I want to know what date does our 200th episode land on? And so I know the answer. It's going to be, is it the end of July? It is the end of July on the 26th. Okay. I did not, but I could calculate that pretty fast in my head. Okay. She taught the math and science. I did the language arts and <laughs> writing. And uh, yeah, I always use her as my human calculator. Okay. Um, 26. Yes. Yeah, putting so it in my calendar right now. 200th episode. Yes. So all of our listeners right now, isn't that exciting? We're going to have our 200th episode in just one other month for those that are in live time with us. And some of you may be wondering by the, this week's title, goodbye. Like, oh no, oh no, are they are is that gonna be their last episode? You'll have to tune in and see, I suppose. Farewell (laughs) to you and you and you and you. All right, that's all I could sing on that one. But we're not gonna tell you anything more about our goodbye, but we do want to tell you that for today, our goodbye is talking more in regards to goodbyes come. Every time you have to say hello to someone or something, there's also the goodbye that goes along with it. And so today's episode is more on that end of it of sometimes goodbyes are way harder than see you later or see you soon. And I don't know. I try not to say goodbye to too many people. I try to say see you later. For me, it just, it's like, it avoids the closure. I don't like closure like that. So I think that's where we're going to go today on having closure. And one of the first things I wanted to talk about with this whole goodbye is something you told me a long time ago. I've actually heard this story a couple times in the 30 years we've known each other, but your mom had such an interesting outing that she would do with you back when you were a kid, where you guys would go to the airport just to watch people say goodbye. So clearly this was before 9-11. Oh, clearly. I was a little girl, little girl for sure. How old? Can I, hold on. Can I just stop you real quick though? Cause that You said something and it made me laugh in my head. You said in the 30 years of our friendship, I've talked about this story a few times. I'm wondering if I'm going senile because you know how, as you get older and people start repeating their stories again and again, is that what's happening to me? I've repeated this so many times that you're, you haven't told me yet. Kel, stop, babe. You're, you've already shared this one. 
I do think anytime we're at an airport together, it probably comes up. That might be it. That might be it. And since the episode was goodbyes and that is what we did, we would go, there was always like restaurants at airports. And my mom, I must've been like little, I don't even think I was in fourth or fifth grade. I think I was younger than that. Okay. And we would go to the airport and have dinner. And then we would watch people as they were saying goodbye to each other. And she and I were mesmerized by goodbyes. We just, we would sit there, we would cry when we would see people hugging and not wanting to let go and they're crying and we would cry with them. We also got excited when people would run out of the airplane and hug and like you could wait at the terminal when people would come off the plane. Like before 9-11, airports were so cool. Like you could do all of those things. And I still, to this day, like I sit and watch people at the TSA now when they say goodbye. Like it just, it's heart-wrenching on some of the goodbyes. And I've had TSA heart-wrenching goodbyes. And I just, it's one of those things that I'll always remember doing with my mom that we would just go and then we get in the car and go back home. But we did it numerous times. It wasn't like a one-time, we made it an outing. It was weird. What do you think her thought on that was? Like, if I asked her today, if I was like, hey, Jeff, what were you thinking about going to the airport for dinner and then spending time watching people leave and crying together? What was your thought on that? What would she say today? She may say, I don't remember doing that. No, I don't. don't (laughs) (laughs) Kelly's lying. She doesn't know what she's talking about. No, I think at that time, it was just something. My mom was very quirky. Like, the things we did she would just, we would do odd things. And she just liked doing strange things with me. And I I think it was one of those that we were both very, and we both still like those emotions run high. And I think, I don't know, like, I don't know if it's maybe she needed some closure in life. I don't know. Who knows? (laughs) My mom is one that she doesn't do counselor. She doesn't do therapist. She doesn't do any of that stuff. She just brushes all of that away. I think she would get deep with you. She'd probably laugh and say, I don't know, but that was some good times. (laughs) She probably would. And I will say, like, I had some good times at the airport on this last trip that I just got back from. And it was so great to say hello. Hellos are the best part. There were people I hadn't seen in years and others that I just saw six months ago. But like, it's just that hello, we're together, feels so good. And even though, like, I know I'm going to see some of them in just a couple of months, some of them in six months, others mm-hmm. may not be another year or two. It's that saying goodbye that can be tough. And I think like the other thing for me right now, I just said goodbye to all my eighth graders. So I, my, my writing program only goes to eighth grade. And at that point, they're off to high school level. And I always make a little or create like a little gift package for them. And in that gift package, I just try to do something sentimental. So I'm a sentimental girl, but it's, it is just that kind of, it can be tough. Some goodbyes can obviously be much tougher than other ones. I think even that some, and I think hellos can be tough. I, there's a picture and I know I put it on my personal Instagram when after my cancer, it was like my first big trip. And I went to Rhode Island to go see Jackie and Steve. And 
it was a surprise to see her. And she's just, she's been a friend for 30 years as well. And I remember coming down like the escalator and seeing her there. And I just started bawling, just bawling. And when she saw me, she started crying and we just hugged and cried. And that was a hello. Those emotions, if you're an emotional person, sometimes they run really strong with, and I think it's a beautiful thing because you just, those feelings of love and support and connectiveness, I don't know if connectiveness is a word, but I just feel that those are really important things to have in a relationship and seeing other people have those. I think it warms my heart as well. Me too. Me too. I think you and I both are, we can look at the words when you're sympathetic and you show sympathy for someone it's feeling sad or bad, or like you feel sorry for them. And you and I have sympathy for people, but I think you and I are strong with our empathy versus our sympathy. I think that when we hear of someone be there for them, we want full connection. What can we do? We are feeling this pain with you and not, oh, that has to suck. It's more of, oh my gosh, this is what can we do? because we're feeling it with them. Yeah. Yeah. And if anybody's been following our socials, some people may have, especially those that are friends of ours have noticed that Kelly had an especially hard goodbye recently. I think you have had really two really hard goodbyes. And I had asked Kelly if she was ready yet to even discuss this, she's going to give it a shot And the point in even sharing our lives the way we do with all of you is because we know a lot of you are dealing with your own goodbyes and it may be a soft goodbye, but sometimes there are very hard goodbyes. And so we do have some things we're going to talk about, whether you're in the goodbye, but especially if you want to help somebody who's having a hard goodbye. But like I mentioned, Kelly's had a, this was a rough week, Kel. This was yeah, a rough it was my last week of school. Days. And on Saturday, last Saturday, I was at a race, an outrigger canoe race up in Marina Del Rey, which is like an hour and 40 minute drive with no traffic. And I had just finished racing and my sister was coming to let Kelly out to go walk her since I left at four in the morning and I wasn't going to walk her that early was spooky. She had come to the house and had said something's going on with her. There was bile throw up like in nine different places and she was panting. She couldn't put her tongue in her mouth. She wasn't moving around like she usually does. And so I immediately got back in the car. It took me two hours and 30 something minutes to get home, which seemed like a lifetime when you're trying to get home to someone that, and it's my dog, but it's my dog who is my world. And I got home and ended up spending over four hours at an urgent care with her. And something was going on with her liver at that time, they said, and close to a thousand dollars later, I have antibiotics. I have They hydrated her. They did all this stuff. And I brought her home Saturday night. 
around 9.30. And, but they wanted to see her on Sunday just to get their eyes on her again. And so Sunday evening, we were back there and her body was, her liver wasn't working. And so they sent me to a specialist. So I went to another place and they did an ultrasound and something was happening with her gallbladder. It was twisted and it was affecting her liver. And like her gums were all jaundice, her eyes were jaundice. And it was the time in my life where I had to make a decision on what to do. And Callie's close to nine years old to me, which I, in my head, I thought I, I would have her for another five years or so. And it was the decision I didn't want to make. This is the dog who has gotten me through my separation. She's been there with all of Jake's addiction, empty nesting when Ian went to college, COVID. Man, she was fit as can be during COVID because we walked all the time. It was her and I during my cancer. Like she is my support animal, but she was also like that best buddy. Anytime I'm on the couch, she lays on me. I just, the selfish part of me was like, no, I can't make this decision. And after two vets who won't give you that decision to make, I, I had called Mel and she wasn't going to make that decision for me, but she just talked me through it. And then my other friend, Jana, just helped me talk through it. She ended up showing up. It's like, I want to support you in this. And as she, when she got there and I'm laying on the floor with Callie, she's very much like Melissa and just broke down. And she's, I don't think I'm a good support. And she just sat there on the floor with us and cried for hours and hours. And luckily the place that helped me through this, they had this beautiful room and they let me, I laid there for over two hours before I could say, yes, this is what I need shitty night and said my goodbyes to her and got home around 11 on Sunday night and just I lost it I just I don't your house if you are an animal person you know your house every single room has toys and dog beds and cookies and treats and blankies and just walking into the house just sucked and I couldn't go to work on Monday I, I lost it and it would just I knew I needed to be there. It was the last week of school, which is the most fun. Like the, it's the fun week when you go to the beach and you go to the pool and you have parties. And I just, I was in a funk and it was horrible. And when I got to work on Tuesday, I got an email saying they were switching one of my schools that I had three days left. And I would be saying goodbye, not only to the fifth graders, but to 500 students who I've truly have, they've touched my life and the staff. And so it just, it was like, I just felt like I can't keep saying goodbye to people like this is, I'm not good with goodbyes and going through every single one of those classrooms and saying goodbye, and seeing kids cry, and I lost it again. I was just like, it was the hardest week, because they were all goodbyes, and 
it just, it, it sucks. I just don't do well with goodbyes and it hurt. It hurts so badly. And luckily Mel, she came Monday. She was flying home after her 10 day trip. And she and her husband, Greg came and just sat here with me and talked with me and hugged me and loved on me. And just, that was the empathy that it wasn't like she cried on the phone with me, of course, but just having her here with me is what I truly did need. I just needed her. She's my backbone when I, my backbone lapses. And so in yeah, a marshmallow that, kind of way, you are the best marshmallow. I know it's just, it's been a really shitty week and I keep trying to find, I try to always find something positive, even in the crappiest and knowing that Callie's not hurting and not in pain. And both vets were saying the hardest part of animals is that they can't tell you that they're not feeling good. I have a tummy ache or I have a headache or whatever, something's in my paw, but, and they keep trooping it out and just make it work until it's so painful they can't anymore. And that's why so many times the vet bills are astronomical because dogs don't say I've got a stomach ache and something's going on until it's the very end. And there's nothing else you can do. And that's where it was with Callie is that there, I had a choice of doing a surgery at a cost of a minimum of five to $10,000, but they couldn't guarantee me that would help. And it's just, it was hard. It was, and it is hard. It is. And one of the things, anybody who's listening right now, who's ever lost a pet that is not a pet, it's a, it's like a furry family member. That was Kelly. And I know you listening who love animals the way Kelly and I love animals, you know how hard this was on her. But one of the things that I said to Kelly when we did get to her house on Monday night is how proud I was of Kel for how she was feeling all the feelings. I get so sad when people just retort with, it's fine. It's fine. It's the best. It's for the best. I'll be okay. It's whatever. It's okay. It's okay. (laughs) Things live, things die. It's part of the cycle. You can always get another dog. Stop. I wish there was a way to just encourage people to feel better instead of trying to feel better, if that makes sense. Feel better. Do a better job of your feelings than just try to feel better all the time. Because it's really not helping anyone. And if it's, I just don't want people to feel bad. I, gosh, I think that's one thing we should get better at doing. If we really want to connect with people, because as Kelly mentioned with sympathy and empathy, sympathy is not about connection. Sympathy is about kindness. It's like somebody saying to Cal, I'm really sorry about Callie. That's nice. They they're being very kind and they feel sad or they feel bad for Kelly, what she's going through. That's like the Facebook because I put it on yeah. Facebook and a hundred people yep. type something of, I'm so sorry. Our fair, fur babies are life. And yep. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. 
I can't tell you, I've had, I'm not joking. I've had at least six people send me pictures of past puppies. Look at these kittens are looking for a home. And, and I know they're doing it with love. I know they're doing it with love, but it's like, I have to feel this pain. I have to get through this pain. Yes. And I'm, no one is going to take her place and nobody is going to, yes, I'm going to be at another school and there'll be more kids, but the things I've gone through with these kids, that's not going to be replaced. Like those are connections that I wanted to work through next year as well. And those are the things that I just have to get through and I'm going to be sad and it's okay to be sad. And nobody can tell me how long this sadness is going to last, but it's okay. I know to be sad is okay. And I'm there and it is, it's getting a little easier, but I think with, with our lives, I told my mom, I feel like I've always been in groundhog's day. Um, that movie with is it Bill, Bill Murray, Bill yeah. Murray, yep. where you do the same thing every single day of your life. It's the exact same routine every morning that I woke up, take her out, get my coffee, start her food. It's a routine and your brain, that's mm -hmm. what it knows. And so when you wake up and you're used to this dog army crawling to your face and waking you up and <laughs> loving on you and it doesn't happen it hurts again and it hurts again and again. And it's, that is just part of training my brain that, okay, it's a new, it's a new chapter of my life and I'm going to have to get used to this and, and it'll take time to get used to these things. And I think that's with one of my dear friends, Eddie and Anna lost her husband around six months ago. And she keeps comparing her husband, Bobby with Callie. And I'm just like, I'm not going to compare them, but like that, that that's my dog and that's her husband. But she's like, Kel, it's the same thing. I agree with awesome. your groundhog's day. This is this. It was sad for she's upset because I took Callie over there every single day until oh. Callie passed. And we were there Sunday morning at her house. We every day we go to her house and she has her own doggy treats and She's, it hit her like a ton of bricks. She goes, it, I've, I was using Callie as my dog and my love. And she goes, it just opened up a bunch of old memories of losing her husband to where she's at again of loss. And it's literally the word loss. Like it is, it's gone. Yeah, it is the hardest of goodbyes when something is such a huge part of your everyday yeah. living. And I don't know if any of our listeners picked up on it, but there were a couple times Kelly said something that I think is really important to mention, like to her, it's second nature to think this way. But for some people who are maybe going through a tough goodbye right now, I just wanted to point them out. And that was Kelly said, I am working to get through this. I'm getting through this set of emotions, getting through these feelings. She never said, not once did Kelly say, I'm getting, I just need to get over this. It's not about 
getting over things. It's a journey through those feelings. And to wake up one morning, look over, and there's no Callie, and she's missing the little army crawl, which was the cutest thing ever. To just be able to say, to just whisper it, I miss you, Callie. That's going to be a part of Kelly's life, maybe forever, right? Like life changes in these cases. And so I really appreciate, Kelly, your willingness to share this because we don't know, all of you listening right now, we don't know what your hard goodbyes are. And maybe you're not going through a hard goodbye. That's wonderful. Good. That's great. We're happy. If this is, things are going well for you right now, that's great. But what we really wanted to just leave you with is this thought that if you know someone who is having a hard goodbye, or maybe they just got some terrible news, they just found out they've been diagnosed with cancer. And you're wondering, how do I be that more empathetic person? I don't want to just be kind and just say, I'm so sorry, you have cancer. What do you do to be empathetic? And just real quick, I had actually been doing a little background on empathy. And I love these four things that Teresa Wiseman mentioned in a nursing program. And that is number one, I'll just go over them quickly. We could always, we could actually do a whole other episode on this. Let us know if that's something you'd be interested in hearing us go into more detail about. But one, first thing to do to be empathetic, get in the other person's shoes. Just imagine, maybe you've never loved a dog like Kelly loved Kelly, but can you get in the shoes of losing something that you lost and it meant so much to you? Number two, stay out of judgment. Accept the other person, whoever's suffering, accept their truth. Even if you're like, I feel like it's been long enough. I feel like you've been sad long enough. If their truth is that they're still hurting, don't judge them for it. Stay out of that. Get back in their shoes. And thirdly, recognize what emotions you're seeing and acknowledge those. You sound heartbroken. You sound devastated. Just recognize them. And lastly, communicate emotions that you've shared along these same lines. So just be able to say, I have felt what you are feeling I know how much it hurts. And I just didn't want you to think you're alone. It's not about cheering up people who are going through hard times. It's about showing up for people who are going through hard times or hard goodbyes. And that really is what we wanted just to land with this week. And I know all of you, please send your prayers out to Kelly and just to give her some peace during this very lonely time, you can always reach out to us in all the places. We certainly love you guys and we know you love us. Thank you. Absolutely. <clears throat> we have on a side note, some fun things and ways to hang out together. If you re- if you listen to these podcasts and you're like, you know what? I love these girls. They're so real and I want to know them better. You really can. You really can get <laughs> to know us better. We are real people doing this as our community give back and we love connecting with you. So by all means, reach out. And until we see you again, we'll see you on the socials. 
Thank you so much for joining us today. If you would like to connect with Mel or Kel, be sure to follow them on Instagram at The Mel and Kel Show, or you can find them on their website at themelandkelshow.com. Thanks so much. Have a great day.